Welcome back folks to the Geezer Gus Presents Comedy Radio Series. I'm so very happy you tuned in again, as these old radio programs are priceless. Today, we make another visit to Ozzy and Harriet's place. This comedy episode is titled Ozzy Runs for Office. This episode is brought to you by our friends at CritterCaper.com. At CritterCaper, you can watch hundreds of pet and animal videos that will truly warm your heart. These short videos are addicting for sure, because animals are great. There are great pet care and training videos as well. So give CritterCaper.com a visit. Also, please help Geezer Gus keep up this podcast by considering a small donation to Gus's coffee budget, by buying Gus a cup of coffee at the support link below. Thanks a million. To see all the Geezer Gus show categories and episodes, visit GeezerGus.com. Thanks. Now, enjoy today's episode with Ozzy and Harriet, titled Ozzy Runs for Office. The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, presenting America's favorite young couple, Ozzy Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. And now let's see what's going on in the Nelson family. What are you writing, dear? Uh, uh, just a letter. Is it a secret? No, no, it's, it's no secret. It's just a letter. Oh, that's different. <laughs> Anyone I know? Uh, uh, no, dear. Would you mind not speaking to me for just a couple of minutes? I'm trying to concentrate here. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you looking for something, dear? Uh, yes. Have you seen the dictionary? What word do you want to know how to spell? Well, I know how to spell it. I just want to make sure I'm right. <laughs> Where is that dictionary? Well, what's the word? I don't know whether you've even heard of it. It's demagogue. Oh, demagogue? Yes. D-E-M-A-G-O-G-U-E. Harriet, let's not guess, shall we? <laughs> oh, good. Let's see. A, C, C, C. Oh, yeah. Del, the magnetize. A demagogue. D-E-M-A-G-O-G-U-E. What'd that tell you? Harriet, please, I knew how to spell the word. <laughs> Had it written down, as a matter of fact. Just wanted to double check. What are you looking for now? Have you seen my eraser? <laughs> That's what happened two nights ago. And that brings us right up to date. Now, let's see. Where were we? Oh, yeah. They're at breakfast, and Harriet says... Ozzie, I wish you'd put down that paper and drink your coffee. Just a minute, dear. I just wanted... Oh, oh. <clears throat> uh, say, Harriet. Yes, dear? Listen to this. <laughs> I just happened to stumble across it here in letters to the editor. Uh, would you care to hear it? Your coffee's getting cold. Dear sir, recent surveys show that an alarming number of voters are shirking their duties by failing to register for the coming election. This is in... Indeed... Good morning, dear. Good morning, Ricky. Uh, sit down, will you, Ricky? There's something here I want to read to your mother. <clears throat> dear sirs, recent surveys... Have... Ricky, do you have to crunch on that toast this very minute? <laughs> trying to read something to your mother. Dear sirs, recent surveys show that an alarming number of voters are shirking their duties by failing to register morning, for the... Good morning, dear. David, I beat you down to breakfast this morning. No wonder you didn't call me here. Uh, good morning, David. Sit down, would you please? Where was that? Oh, oh, yes. This is a tragic commentary on the... David, please! <laughs> you 
mother is very anxious to hear a certain article I'm trying to read to her. <clears throat> this is a tragic commentary on the decline of civic responsibility. David didn't wash his face. These citizens who fail to register are guilty of negligence and indifference to public duty. You know, boys, and I think we could get along better if there wasn't quite so much tapping on Harriet, do you or do you not want to hear this? <laughs> I do, dear. Go ahead. I'm listening. Impossible for you to talk to the boys and hear what I'm reading at the same time. Those citizens who fail to register are guilty of moral negligence and indifference to public duty. Our most precious right must be exercised. We must protect our traditional principles. The principal at my school is Miss Colbert. That's fine, Ricky. She's <laughs> very nice, too. I'll be through in just a moment. Otherwise, we abandon true democracy for the rule of selfish demagogues. Demagogues? Uh, yes, demagogues. Responsible citizens, register and vote in the coming election. What do you think of it? Well, I think it's positive brilliant. Guess who wrote it? Let me see. George Bernard Shaw? No. Secretary State Burns? No. Ozzy Nelson? Absolutely correct. <laughs> there it is, see? Ozzy Nelson. See, there it is, boys. Your father's name? Can we eat our toast now? <laughs> Is that all the impression it makes when I get my name in the paper? Is that good? You know that Cocker Spaniel and Will Thornberry? He had his picture in the paper last night. Yes, but did he write the I can get we're very proud of you. It's an excellent letter. Well, thank you, dear. You know something, Harriet? Writing to your newspaper can be a valuable public service. Especially when a man has the ability to express himself with clarity and force. That's true, dear. Some more toast? Oh, yes, thank you. Goodness knows there are plenty of issues that are confusing the public right now. I think I'll get some scissors and cut that article out before I forget. Oh, what for, Harriet? Well, I want to save it to show to people. Harriet, it's not worth talking about even. What is it? I just happened to write an ordinary letter reminding the people to get out and register and vote. That's all. What was that? Did you hear something hit against the front door there? Oh, yes, I, I think it was just the morning paper. But we already got our paper. Oh, I kind of figured that my letter might be in the paper today... So I asked the boy to ride back and get a few extra for it. But I only heard one hit again. Oh. I, I thought you might want to send a copy to your mother and my mother and... Maybe I better get the papers. I'm answering it now, dear. Oh, good morning. Good morning indeed, sir. Have I the privilege of addressing Mr. Rossi Nelson? That's right. It is a privilege to meet you, sir. My name is Pennyfeather. Penny more Pennyfeather. Here's my card. Well, thank you. Oh, I see you're chairman of the Citizens Political Pressure Committee. I have that privilege, Mr. Nelson. <laughs> I had the privilege of reading your letter in this morning's paper. And I want to tell you, sir... I consider it a privilege to meet you in person. Oh, thank you. May I have the privilege of coming in? It's a privilege. Uh, please do. Yes. First of all, Mr. Nelson, a word about our organization. We are just average citizens. The man in the street, the woman in the house, the group in the Gallup poll, Mark, doesn't know. Oh. <laughs> For a long time, we've been called the vote that's gotten out. And frankly, Mr. Nelson, we are just fed up with being wielded. Yes, but uh, politically speaking, what's your direction? In these times, who knows? <laughs> we just put pressure on everybody. 
But first of all, sir, allow me to congratulate you on the letter you sent to the paper. Oh, it was nothing. Your inspiration. I have a seat. Clear, concise thinking. Magnificently presented. Take the one with the cushion. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> Very comfortable indeed, sir. Mr. Nelson, I might as well get right down to business. At our committee meeting this afternoon, your letter to the editor was read, and it was suggested that I pay you a visit and get to know you a little better. Well, I, I don't quite understand. From the office, of course, you're wondering. <laughs> Mr. Nelson, the Citizens Committee is most particular about the character of any candidate whom it sponsors. Candidate? Your letter to the newspaper indicated that you are a man with a deep sense of civic responsibility. You, Mr. Nelson, are the kind of man the committee likes to present to the taxpayer. But, Mr. Pennyway... Pennyfeather. Uh, uh, I mean, Mr. Pennyfeather, do you mean what I think you do? We are considering you, sir, for the Office of Public Protective Executive Custodian. Under our banner. Public Executive Protective Custodian. Public Protective Executive Custodian. Uh, well, this is a great honor. I, I don't know what to say. Your name was only suggested, you understand. Yes. I was appointed to see you and uh, decide if you were, well, sort of look you over, if you don't mind. Hmm, not at all. Thank you. Hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't have time to shave this morning, but That's I usually... That's all right. Hmm. <laughs> Mr. Nelson. Yes? I know, of course, that from your letter, you are aware of the tremendous responsibilities that any man in public office has. Of course. Therefore, you will not mind if I ask you a few questions. Not at all, sir. Do you hold public office now? No. No. Have you ever been convicted of a felony? No. You seem to be just the type we're looking for. <laughs> but I... Uh... Golly, I, I don't know. Do you mind if I call my wife? Not at all. I'd like to meet her. Hey, Harriet! Harriet! People are always curious about the relationship between a candidate and his wife. Hey, uh, uh, Harriet, dear. <laughs> Harriet, this is Mr. Featherweight. It's Penny Feather. Uh, Penny, uh, Feather. How do you do? How do you do? Mrs. Nelson, we have asked your husband to be a candidate for public office. Really? Yes, for public executive protective custodian. A uh, public protective executive uh, protective executive. <laughs> well, that sounds wonderful. Well, now, just a moment, Harriet. You must realize what an important step this is. Our quiet, peaceful home life here will all be changed. We'll live in the public eye, subject always to criticism. Few thanks, long hours. I always thought a politician's hours were short. Not just before election. <laughs> Think it over, Harriet. It's a big step. You know the old saying, politics makes strange bedfeathers, hey, Mr. Pennyfellow? <laughs> <laughs> Well, what do you say, dear? It's Betty Feather. It's, uh, I'm his, uh, oh, why, certainly, Archie. I think it's a great honor. Oh. Harriet, take me by the hand, dear. We accept the nomination, Mr. Penny Pincher. <laughs> Penny Feather. Penny Feather. And the Citizens Committee is proud to endorse the man of your caliber. I shall do my best to deserve your confidence. With that attitude, you cannot fail. I am inexperienced, but I promise you sincerity and honest effort. That's kind of man we need in office. And I... Good evening, fellas. You're both on the same side. <laughs> well, goodbye, Mr. Public Executive Protective Custodian. Or is it uh, Protective Executive? <laughs> oh, well. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. Pennyfeather. It's Pennyfeather. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> And if elected, I promise I shall do my utmost to discharge efficiently and honestly the duties of the office to which you have entrusted me. Harriet, I'm not through yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dick. I pledge myself to the service of the people. I pledge every bone and muscle in my body 
Every hair on my head. Every drop of blood in my veins. Ozzy, uh, isn't that a little bit strong? Well, you got to impress him with your sincerity. Well, I know, dear, but he has to bleed on him. <laughs> well, maybe just the bone, muscle, and hair would be enough. And may I Go ahead, add... dear, I want to find out about lunch. It is every citizen's duty to register... Gloria! ...and vote for the candidate of his choice. Gloria! Can you call me, Mrs. Nelson? <laughs> and keep out the irresponsible shouts and worthless demagogues. I didn't ask to come in. Somebody call me. <laughs> no, Gloria. Mr. Nelson's just making a speech. I called you to ask you about lunch. Uh, Gloria, uh, you may well... be interested to know that I'm running for the Office of Public Executive Protective Custodian. Oh, that's wonderful, Mr. Nelson. Well, vegetables do be all right for lunch. Yes, it sounds wonderful. Uh, by the way, somebody just delivered this big book for you, Mr. Nelson. Oh, oh yes, thank you. That's the book Mr. Pennyfeather promised to send me about the city ordinances and organizations. Uh, by the way, Gloria, I want you to see what you think of the end of my speech. <clears throat> and I also promise that if elected, I will leave no stone unturned. I will use all my energy, my time, all my waking hours, if necessary, to make this office a model of efficiency and good government. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be elected. Well, thanks a lot, Gloria, but it isn't such a cinch. Oh, I'm positive you'll win. You can't be sure. Some people think my opponent will win. Oh, you've got an opponent. <laughs> a little different, but I'll vote for you, Mr. Nelson. Well, thanks very much, Gloria, but I don't want you to vote for me unless you think I'm the best man for the job. See, you have to realize it's the duty of a citizen not only to register and vote, but also to keep informed, know all about the candidates and the duties of their office, and then decide which candidate is capable. Now, I guess you're right. I should know more about it. Uh, Mr. Nelson, is your opponent capable? Does, uh... Well, I, I don't know. Mm. Uh, who is your opponent? Well, he's... Uh, they come to think of it, I didn't ask. I... Well, uh, what are the duties of your office? Well, you... The, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. See, I wish I was a candidate instead of a voter. Then I wouldn't have to know anything either. <laughs> well, I'll think it over while I get lunch ready. Say, by the way, Ozzie... What are you running for? I mean, what are the duties of this executive, protective, See, yeah, Frankly, I was just wondering the same thing myself. It's probably right in this book, Gloria, again. Let me see. Public offices. In the sound of it, I'd say it had something to do with the treasurer's office, wouldn't you? No, it's not in that section. Oh, it wouldn't be a minor office like that anyway. And look it up here close to the mayor. That's all. Here it is. Public protective executive custodian. His duty shall consist of... <laughs> Is lunch ready yet, dear? Well, what office is it, Ozzy? Uh, office? Yes, that's what you just looked up, isn't it? What are the duties of the office you're running for? Uh, Harriet, the particular duties of the office aren't important. After I all... I know, dear, but what are the duties? Well, it doesn't matter much what a man does. It's the fact he's in public service. That he's doing his best for the people. Ozzy, what are you running for? Dog catcher. <laughs> dog catcher? Well, a head dog catcher. Well, come on, Ozzy. Let's eat lunch. Mm -hmm.
Well, of course. Why not? Well, wouldn't dog biscuits be more appropriate? Harriet, <laughs> that's a very cheap joke. Oh, I don't know. I kind of like it. The office of head dog catcher is a very honorable and historic office. It was established in 1874 by an act of the city council and has always been filled by honest and upright citizens. That's interesting. Besides, I can't get out of it. Well, I don't see why you should want to, dear. After all, it is a public office, and it may be only the beginning for you. If you do a good job, maybe you can run for something else next year. Hey, that's right. That's the way to look at this job as a stepping stone. Who knows where it could lead? Perhaps even to Washington someday. Sure. From doghouse to White House. <laughs> What happened, fellas? Something go wrong in school? Tell him, David. Might as well tell you, Pop. Ever since he started to run for dog catcher, all the kids we know with dogs won't speak to him. Oh, so that's it. Not only that, Will Thornberry's Cocker Spaniel won't speak to us either. I'm sorry, Pop, but well, none of the kids seem to like dog catchers. Now, just a moment, boys. I, I think you've got this a little confused. You see, I won't be the man who goes out with the net and catches the dogs. You won't? No, no, I'll, I'll just be the man who sends the man out with a net to catch the dog. Oh. That's not much better, is it? Pop, please don't be a dog catcher. Gosh, fellas, I, I never realized you felt this way about it. We wanted to get a dog of our own. Well, you can have a dog. I'll catch you with, I mean, I'll buy you a swell dog. <laughs> You think just because I'm dog catcher, I'd object to having a dog in the house? No, but how's the dog going to feel? No, no, no. Fellas, you've got to listen to me. You've got to see my side of it. I like dogs just as much as you do. And I promise you I'll be very careful. Hello, Mr. Nelson. Oh, hello, Emmy Lou. Oh, Mr. Nelson, I ran over as soon as I saw you come out of the house. I heard the news and I want to tell you that I'm very proud of you. Oh, thank you, Emmy Lou. What an honor it is for me to live next door to you. Oh, you're exaggerating. Oh, no, I'm not. I can't help thinking how proud I'll be someday when a mad dog gets loose on Main Street and people's lives are in danger until you come along, dash in, and capture him with your bare hands. Uh, I think they provide gloves. Uh... <laughs> I can see you now. Standing there facing the mad beast. Slowly you hold out the can of red heart. He crouches. Your muscles flex. You're ready to throw the net over him. He grows tense. Suddenly he springs at you. You throw the net. It misses. The crowd scatters. But do you run? Well, of course I... No, you... <laughs> no, Mr. Nelson, you don't. The mad dog's got you by the sleeve. Now his teeth are tearing the flesh off your arm. Your assistants run up and throw ropes and nets around him. He's captured. And you're a hero. Won't that be wonderful for the neighborhood? You know, Emmy, you and the boys are giving me an entirely new picture of this situation. <laughs> in fact, the whole thing gets less appealing by the minute. Well, uh, you mean you'd rather not have a job, Mr. Nelson? Well, for one thing, David and Ricky and even Harriet will probably disinherit me if I'm elected. You see, it seems nobody has much sympathy for dog catchers. We're an oppressed minority. Well, if that's the way you feel about it, maybe you'll be lucky and lose the election. No, not with my luck. 
They've already arranged for me to go out and make speeches and get votes. Well, maybe the people won't like your speeches and won't vote for you. Yay. Hey, that's an idea, Amy Lou. Maybe I can campaign to lose votes. Well, sure you can. If I could succeed in making bad enough speeches, I may lose the election. Oh, I've got faith in you, Mr. Nelson. <laughs> You'll be able to do it. It'll be easy for you. <laughs> You're right, Emmy Lou. Wait, I'll see you later. I'm going to go prepare a few bad speeches. Oh, Mr. Nelson, you're wonderful. The sacrifice you're making for your family. Oh, giving up what may be a brilliant political career. Just think you might be elected dog catcher, then alderman, then mayor, governor. And then who can tell you might run for president and have your picture taken with Frank Sinatra? <laughs> and so a strange phenomenon takes place. The Rogers Road political machine grinds to a stop. And slowly goes into reverse. Gradually gathers speed. And more speed. Every cog turning smoothly. Every nut performing its function, turning out speeches. What would I do about loose dogs if I were elected? I'd do the same thing the president incumbent would do about loose dogs if I were the president incumbent and he were elected. That's what I'd do about loose dogs if I were elected. Turning out radio programs. Wake up, America. Time to stump the precinct. Tonight, our guest expert is candidate for dog catcher, Ozzie Nelson. Mr. Nelson, I would like to ask you questions. Who will you vote for as dog catcher? For my opponent, J.J.J.J. O'Mahony. He is experienced. He is independent. O'Mahony wears no dog collar. More speeches. And so, members of the ladies' aid, remember a vote for me is a vote for inefficiency and corruption. Closing, legionnaires, let me remind you again, elect me dog catcher, and in six months the dogs will be running this town. <laughs> so I say to you, daughters of Carrie Gibson, go to the polls tomorrow and vote for my opponent, J.J.J.J. O'Mahony. Corny political joke. It has been stated by some irresponsible scandal mongers that my opponent, J.J.J.J. O'Mahony, was once seen pushing a dog off his lap. This is an unmitigated, scandalous untruth. That was no dog. <laughs> that was his wife. <laughs> Grinding out dreams of handbills and billboards. Ozzie Nelson, an able candidate, supports the platform... Of J. 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 O'Mahony. Honesty, integrity, courage, airmail now five cents. Settling campaign strategy. Why should I shake your hand? I don't want your vote. Cigar? No thanks. I never use it. I am calling upon you for one thing. Get out and vote. But remember, if I'm elected, this town will go to the dogs. Right up to election day and election night, when Harriet says to Ozzie, It's seven o'clock, dear. Why don't you see if some of the returns are coming in? And 
when the smoke of battle drifts away, the town will find in its midst one of the brightest political stars in the history of this city, the cleverest smoke-getter of all time. In a very unorthodox, completely nutty campaign, this candidate on the ticket of the Citizens Committee... Citizens Committee? ...swept all opposition before him by the novel method of pretending that he didn't want the job. I guess that it proves that nothing captures the heart of the American public like a good sense of humor. Oh. So let's all congratulate our new dog catcher. Congratulations wherever you are, Mr. Ozzie Nelson, and may you... If that isn't the most amazing thing... Oh, it's terrible. In a way, it's hilariously funny, I suppose, after you tried so hard to get defeated. What am I going to tell my children? That must be the committee to put the crown on you. Oh, well, Mr. Pennyfeather, come in. Mr. Nelson, I hope you're thoroughly ashamed of yourself. What do you mean? To think that you, of all people, would do a thing like that. But, but, uh... And after that wonderful letter you wrote to the paper. Do you remember what you said in that letter? Well, of course. What's that got to do with the election? What's that got to do with the election? Haven't you heard? That I won, certainly. You won, yes. But you've also been disqualified. Disqualified? I can't take off. No. And all on a technicality, too. Mr. Nelson, you forgot to register. That's impossible. If you forgot to register, how did you vote? Holy smokes, I forgot that, too. Oh, You've been listening to the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education. I hope you enjoyed this latest Geezer Gus Presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often, and make sure to subscribe to my podcast, so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, Scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit geezergus.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Gus Presents online. Your support is truly appreciated. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye for now.